It's Tuesday afternoon rather than Sunday morning. Yeah, we're a bit behind this week, aren't we? We are, and we're looking to the future. And we're looking at apartment building approvals, and we're looking at what's going to happen when the students from China start coming back to Mm. Australia. Two big events at either end of the housing situation. Yeah, and they're not unrelated, are they, really? They're not really, no. So, plenty to talk about. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the Flat Chat column for the Australian Financial Review. And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for Domain. And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. You've been looking at new building approvals, and it seems like there's a bit of movement on the apartments front. Absolutely. There's been a lot more apartment buildings approved for December compared to the previous month of November last year. In New South Wales. In New South Wales. That's right. There were 2,822 apartment approved to be built in buildings in December compared to just 1,111 in November. So that's, uh, I think that's about a fifty-six percent rise, right? And this, which is does, really good. And does this indicate a shift from people building houses to building apartments? I think it it could, but it also shows much more confidence in the apartment sector. I think because there are a lot more people, you know, people wanting to buy homes. They're wanting to buy affordable homes, so they often can't afford houses, so they're choosing apartments instead. Right. And also, we've got lots, we're hoping to get so many migrants this year. Already, yep. the flow has started. Yep. And many of those new migrants will be living in apartments rather than houses. Well, uh, partly because they're used to living in apartments and they're not craving that idea of the what used to be called the quarter acre block. Yeah. And I mean, it might be later on that they, they might um, move into houses, but always they come and live in apartments for at least two years. Right. And some of them will live in apartments, you know, from a lot, lot longer. And there's also a report this week that Lendlease has called on governments to support affordable housing to the point of saying that every development, regardless of whether it's on former Commonwealth land or not, should have 30% of affordable housing. Well, that's quite high, isn't it? That's huge. Although apparently it's not high compared to the rest of the world. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's standard elsewhere that uh, in new developments, there will be a certain amount of affordable housing and build-to-rent housing. Mm. Um, So that these are apartments that will not necessarily be sold into the private market. Some of them will be retained to be rented at a a, A a level... Lower than market rate. Yeah, yeah. And others will be built purely for rental. They'll never be sold. Mm. And they'll sometimes be managed by housing trusts and mm. housing charities. And I mean, it's interesting because you know, a lot of people think, ah, oh, I wouldn't buy an apartment in a building where maybe 30% is for social and affordable housing. But in fact, where that's happened, the demand for them has been extremely high. Yeah. And you get a real diversity of tenant. Yeah. And works out really well. It becomes a really harmonious community. I went to see one last year that had been built just near Wollongong. And um, it was it was fantastic. The apartments were really beautiful, um, really built and designed to a high standard. 
And the people who were in social and affordable housing were just so thrilled to be there. Mm. And the other people who had bought there were just really pleased as well to be part of a really diverse community rather yeah. than just loads of people all in the same kind of price bracket. Yeah. They had, um, um, you know, older people, younger people, families, um, professional couples. It was a real mix. It made me think, well, this is what the future of housing should be like. It shouldn't be groups of people who can all afford a certain you know, in yeah, certain, certain income outlay. level, yeah, yeah. Um, so it worked really, really well. A lot of commentators have said that the problem with affordability in housing in Australia is that for decades now, housing has been seen as a prime investment for mm. individuals and companies. So that you can put your money into housing because you know that the population's going up, therefore the demand will increase, and given a few bumps and troughs along the way, basically house prices go up, so it's a pretty reliable investment. Mm. And and then you get all the tax breaks that go along with that, so that the person who just wants to buy or rent somewhere to live is the is an afterthought. You That's know? right. I, I, it's become a really distorted market because, as you say, it's all about wealth creation rather than about finding people appropriate homes. Yeah. And as long as we have that distortion in the market, then it, people will find it increasingly difficult to get homes. The negative gearing thing just skews everything out of all consideration. But mm. who's going to be brave enough to finish it? Yeah. Well, or to even suggest finishing it? I mean, even the suggestions they've had in the past, the Labour Party, the last election but one, said we're going to end negative gearing, but we'll keep it for the people who've already got apartments or houses. The grandfather it. The grandfather it. And that's set off hysteria. That's right. But I think people are now generally a lot more um, knowledgeable about negative gearing and a lot more reasonable and are willing to kind of think about it and talk about it. So I, I reckon, you know, it's just a slow dawning on us really that it might be okay to get rid of negative gearing and that the world won't end yeah so i wonder if the next federal election it could become an issue again and um you know it, it does seem the labor government has an awful lot of support at the moment and if it pushed its weight behind yeah. the end of negative gearing it might well get through but it's it's one of these things that should be a bipartisan thing to house everybody in the community in a to a reasonable standard. That shouldn't be a political football. No, absolutely. But it t certainly will be, regardless. Yes, it will. But I think a, a lot of voters. I mean, you know, they have kids who are really struggling to get into the market. Mm. They know lots of other people having trouble. They themselves may be having trouble. We've had what nine interest rates after today. Nine mm. interest rate rises. When did they start going up in May last year? I think. Yeah. So now the rate is at three point. The cash rate is three point three five percent. That's a lot more than the point one percent it was. Yeah. <laughs> during COVID. But surely the so that's really harming people. And yeah. So everybody's feeling the squeeze. Yeah. Um, inflation is pretty high at seven point eight percent. So that's you know people are, are struggling with food prices and fuel prices as well and yeah. building costs. So I think people are much more ready now to start thinking, well, the things we've tried in the past haven't worked. How about we look at something new? And how about we kind of consider it a bit more carefully? But we seem to be incapable of considering in the same breath the idea that house prices are too high, but we should bring them down. 
Like it's you're saying to people, oh, house prices are going to come down because of interest rates. And then people are saying, oh, my kids can't afford to buy an apartment or a house because the house <laughs> prices are so high. Well, make up your mind, you know, mm. choose a lane. Sure. And that lane is bring house and, and apartment prices under control mm. and set a reasonable base for them so that people can aspire to rent for long term. That's the other part of it. Mm. Long term rentals are so much not part of the scene here. Mm. Give people the opportunity to rent for long term. Give people the opportunity to buy into a market which doesn't explode every six months or so and when mm. prices get out of control again. Sure. And when you're talking about rentals, I was just looking at a, a piece of footage and it showed this massive long queue of people all applying for one rental property, like a three-bedroom apartment somewhere somewhere or other. And uh, this long queue just snaked around the block of right. all these people standing there looking so depressed and miserable. Yeah. And it also interviewed um, the person who just left there. And she was a tenant and she had left because her, her rent had doubled, so she couldn't afford it any longer. But she was having to join the other queues of people for other rental properties. Mm. And all these people were willing to pay the much bigger price mm. and sometimes offer now, which is not legal, but to offer more than the price just to try and to get in. And some of them were applying um, to rent the place even before they saw it. I think it's legal to offer. It's not legal to, to, accept. to suggest. What's the difference between offer and suggest? Oh, it's, for the for, for the, the real estate the, agent to suggest yeah. it. It's right. legal for you as a, a tenant to come mm. in and say, look, I'll pay a bit more. Mm. But it's not legal for the agent to say, you know, you'll get this if you pay a bit more. Right. Well, who's to say what conversation goes on between somebody who's really desperate to have a roof over their head? Mm. I mean, I don't know if the there's person a person who might be able to give them that. I don't know if there's a mechanism there where you can go back and say, hang on, this was advertised at X amount a week and it's now advertised, it's now being rented at X mm. times. You but know. then they, they'll just say, well, the tenant offered more money, wouldn't they? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, it, it's just horrendous watching these queues of people just to try and find units. So, I mean, mm. it's great that the, the, ha the housing approvals are up for, mm. for apartments, so we will get more, but it's going to be another three years before all those are built. Yes. It's going to take a while. And in the meantime, there's a lot more migration here. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot more pressure in that housing market too. And we're going to talk about one aspect of migration after this. So it's funny to think that a new policy on education by the Chinese government would have an effect on the housing market in Australia. <laughs> but I think it's about to have a very profound effect. Absolutely. Tell us what the new policy is. Well, the new policy is that the Chinese government has announced that in the future they will only recognise degrees where the students have had face-to-face -face tuition. Is that because there's so much kind of corruption? Of Well, I think there's a problem. There's a big problem throughout education at the moment of mm. people buying essays and, and they've got um, the uh, AI. Art artificial intelligence writing essays for people. And the fact of the matter is the only way you can tell is by face-to-face. -face. Yes, that's true. A friend of mine um, who's a journalist, she asked that program, what's it called, Chat GPI or something? 
can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But she asked it it's to- It's not chat G- GPI, but it's something. Something, just, yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, she asked this the thing to write a story for her for a newspaper, and she gave it the information, and she said the story was absolutely perfect. Right. <laughs> oh, God. So it could be the end of journalism. But, yeah, it would be very hard to, to, to see if students are using that, really. It would be hard to pick out the ones who are. So, yes, I guess- yeah, well, you have that. to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm teaching at the moment and, uh, you know, the students come along and I have to say that we, we are alerted that the, the home base university for these American students has very strict gli- guidelines on plagiarism and, uh, things like that. And there is a very sophisticated system where all essays are fed into this online system that is able to compare with previously written essays. Now, if those students have used this this artificial intelligence writing thing, then that will not show up. Mm. Um, and I was researching some background on one of the items I was teaching. And in fact, it was um, Cloud Street, the Tim Winton book. The Tim Winton book. And uh, I just wanted some background information about, you know, how it was perceived overseas. And I found this terrific essay, which touched all the major points, made a lot of sense, had some very compelling arguments. And then then when I went to find out what the source of the essay was, I realised it was a company that was selling essays about Australian oh, literature. no. So this is exactly the kind of thing that could slip through the net. Now... So you're now selling it to your students to make more money. If you find yourself as a teacher dealing with somebody who is not engaged and quite clearly doesn't understand the subject and then produces mm. a brilliant essay about it, your alarm bells are going to go off and mm. you will be able to find out whether or not this has been written artificially or bought off the net. And you do that by just taking a, a passage from the essay and saying to the student, can you just explain what you meant by that? Mm. And if they stumble and bumble and then you know that you've got an issue. The other side of that is that uh, I found two essays that both had exactly the same spelling mistake. Mm, and dangerous. I thought that's that's a bit of a, a flashing red flag. Yes, because those um, crime mysteries, <laughs> yeah, <really>. like yeah. <laughs> Line of Duty, it was yes, that right. whole series hinged on the misspelling of one word. That's right. Which I won't tell you what it is because it will ruin it for you. <laughs> but um, so, so now all these Chinese students are actually coming to Australia, whereas maybe before they were. Work, they were doing their lessons on Zoom and things, but now they actually have to come and... And sit opposite people like me and mm. sound as if they know what they're talking about before they turn in an absolutely brilliant essay, mm. which brings us back... Sorry, I see what you're doing here. You're bringing us back to the topic, <laughs> which is where are they going to live? Yeah, it's going to be a huge problem, isn't it? Because firstly, apartments are so expensive on a student income. It's going yep. to be hard. And secondly, there's just none, none around. And you know the the some of the apartments that they could be staying in. If you get four students to agree to share a two bedroom house, so they're sharing a, a bedroom, but you know they've got a, a lounge room, and that two bedroom apartment or house is going to cost them eight hundred dollars a week. Mm. They can afford that. Yeah, two hundred is reasonable for mm. student accommodation. But will they be allowed to rent that from the landlords? Will the landlords say, oh? I've got four Chinese students 
who want to rent my apartment? I don't think so. Now oh, along comes. I would rather have Chinese students than. Yeah, but I'm talking about <laughs> other people in yeah. this world. Along comes Aussie Joe, who says, "Oh, I'll rent your apartment for for eight hundred dollars, no problem." And as soon as they've signed the lease, in come the bunk beds, and suddenly you've got yeah. eight students or twelve students living in that same space, mm. and this. I am concerned, and I've, I've written about this for the Fin Review, we could be back to the bad old days of overcrowding. Yeah, quite when, easily. When people are moving into um, studio apartments and filling in the gap between the lofted bed area and the rest and the window mm. space to create another floor to yeah. squeeze more students in. And I'd think certainly City of Sydney Council and other councils were working really hard to... Um, do something about overcrowding. But, of course, that all became irrelevant when COVID hit. Yeah, sure. Suddenly the problem went away because the students went away. Mm. What's going to happen when they come back? Yeah. Because we've heard about people, for instance, there are agents who have connections with families back in China who say, we looked after your older son or daughter, and would you like us to look after the younger ones? And the, the because it's a matter of pride. The kids are not going back to their families who are paying a lot of money for them to stay here and saying, you put me into an absolute hovel where mm. I had to sleep in the laundry space on a mattress on top of the washing machine and sink, because that would embarrass their, their families. So mm. the reports don't come back. And the same agents come back to the same families and say, hey, we've got space for your kid in a, in a nice apartment you know, near yeah. the university. Can't say for sure that that's going to happen again, but I've got a feeling those people have not gone away. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And the head tenants of apartment blocks here, we know the one thing that they always make sure of is that they pay the rent on time every month. Mm. So the the owner never thinks there's any problem. They think we've got a really good tenant in there. The only time they will get any inkling that there's a problem if other people in the building mm. complain. Sure. And that's that's where I think the real crux is for apartment residents, is to say there's a problem in that apartment, there's too many people staying in it. We can pass a bylaw in New South Wales, you can pass a bylaw to limit the accommodation in an apartment to two adults per bedroom. Mm. Hard to prove, but it can be done. You've got to do it. Or the sharks will move in, exploit the students, ruin the community. Every time a building has to upgrade its security to make sure the right people are being allowed in at the right time, it has an effect on the people who already live there. There's one building in the city where your ID is connected to your key fob, okay? Mm. Your key fob gets read at the front door. The camera at the front door looks at your face. Oh, really? Takes it matches a, it? Takes a picture, and if you, it's not the same or very similar to the picture it's on the computer, the door won't open. That's clever. It's clever until you run out to get milk from oh, the yeah. shop in the corner <laughs> and you grab your partner's keys, oh, and yeah. then you try and get back in, and your face doesn't match the, the face on the computer. Obviously, any anything that's sophisticated like that is going to have the possibility of things going wrong, you wouldn't need them if people weren't overcrowding yeah. apartments. Yeah. 
And that's something that the government needs to look at in terms of legislation. It's all very well to leave buildings to, you know, put in bylaws and police their own bylaws. There has to be something bigger than that that actually deters people from doing it in the first place. Sure thing. I quite agree. Okay. So that's it. There's going to be more apartments built. But in the meantime, there's going to be thousands of more students coming. Some of them will be lucky enough to get into dedicated student accommodation. Yeah, and some of that accommodation is really nice now. It's being done by some top architects. Yeah. And and, and really neat design. And nice little community spaces as well. Mm. They can hang out with people who are just like them or come from similar backgrounds. And a, or, another person we know has um, students come and stay in her house with her because she's got like a three-bedroom house and... She's an empty nester now, so she gets a couple of um, young people to come in and stay, and she cooks them breakfast and well, dinner most nights and stuff. You know, that's and she really enjoys the company, and they probably quite enjoy some home cooking. Yep, and uh, spending some time in a nice house. Well, this is something that this is an area that's been mentioned as well. You know, the empty room syndrome. Um, mm. You know, empty nesters are an obvious one, you know, but people who have more space in their house than they necessarily need, who would welcome the opportunity. Maybe they don't need to even cook them breakfast, just give them a, a secure bed for the night. Mm. And there should, I don't know if there is an agency that connects people who've got accommodation with people who need the accommodation. If there isn't, there should be. Yeah, because maybe lots of elderly people living alone would quite like a little bit of company and the reassurance that somebody's there if anything goes wrong. But you need the people at both ends of that agreement to be protected. Mm, you sure. need the homeowner to be protected from bad elements that might want to take advantage of them, and you need the students to be protected from bad elements that might want to take advantage of them. But once you've got those guarantees in place and you've got a system where if something does go wrong, either or can complain, then why not? I mean, it's just stupid to have people desperately needing accommodation mm. and lonely people sitting in houses that are too big for them. Yep. Right. Problem solved. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, Tuesday afternoon, we're running late, but we've got another one in the can, Sue. Thanks very much. I know you're incredibly busy at the moment. No, it's, it's always a pleasure, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Wrap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flatchat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Wrap with a W, click on subscribe and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>